welcome to my podcast with a uh, special guest, Ari Manis. You're the first person I've had on twice, I think. Really? Yeah. Honor. I honestly, I honestly didn't want you on my podcast again. Yeah, most people don't. But due to circumstances, <laughs> due to circumstances that were unforeseen, I get that a lot. And really, they don't have to say anything. They could just not call me again. But they call me and they say, "Just so you know, I don't want you on the podcast again." Well, it wasn't that I didn't ever want you on the podcast for any specific reason. I enjoyed our first episode of the podcast together. Mm-hmm. I just I don't want to be repetitive. Sure. But here we are. Here we are. <laughs> At least we're in a bed this time and less professional equipment. And Yeah, 100% this yeah. will be a worse uh, production value podcast than the last time. But we're on maybe the road. We're on the road. People need to understand. We're doing our best. I found out that you were, uh, were in Philadelphia and I didn't realize you were here until last night. And I knew yeah. that I needed to record my podcast in the morning. And so then here we are. And hey. It's not that fun doing a solo pod. It's hard work. It's hard work. Solo pods are hard. Especially because I didn't pre-record any episodes before the tour because I was like, I'm going to have so much to talk about. I'm going to be on the road. Like, I'll just do it while I'm here. And then I realized, like, as much fun as it is traveling and being on the road. It's kind of the same thing every day. It's kind of the same thing every day. And I'm also in a city for, like, just half of the day. And so it's like, there's not a lot to talk about. Not a lot of exploration. No. It's, uh, yeah, the road can be mundane. I agree with you. And then I, I see, because I tried doing a solo pod two weeks ago for the first time. Yeah. And I see. Wait, which podcast? Unlicensed, Unlicensed Therapy? Unlicensed Therapy, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw you were like, I think I'm going to. I'm going to do one. So I said, send in your question. I want it to be all kind of going off of people's questions. No one sent in anything good. No. And they'll be like, do you like beef jerky? Yeah, horrible, horrible questions. That's my buddy Ricky. He always, whenever I say like, oh, ask me questions. It's a bunch of Rickies. It's 10 of those Ricky questions. So I got nothing good. And I'm like, well, the only way I'm going to do a solo podcast, I guess, is if I think of all the things to talk about. And that isn't happening right now. Yeah. So I also feel like I have, uh, I have like fatigue right now. From just traveling, like bus Not fatigue? even that, like just mental fatigue. What do you think is causing it? I think I, I just started taking antidepressants. Oh, that could definitely cause it. Yeah. yeah. That'll cloud you up. Yeah. And I don't think I found the right one yet. Got it. But I also have this absurd idea that I'm going to find the right antidepressant and then my life is going to look like this stuffed toy that I got where I'm just going to be a rainbow really unicorn happy. <laughs> and like everything's good. But I think what I'm looking for is just MDMA. Yeah, I think and I'm not a doctor. I've only taken antidepressants for one or two weeks and then I stopped. because Which one like did it. you take? I don't remember. It was in college. When I, I did that as path. well. Yeah. Uh, but I think maybe the comments will correct me. I think antidepressants aren't supposed to make you super happy they just kind of make you numb and not depressed they kind of keep you in the middle yeah 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 if you're going through low lows it's supposed to just bring you to a regular depressed person i I was like if you can't make me super happy then i'll figure this shit out on my own that's kind of where i'm at where i'm like why am i taking something at this if you're really depressed or suicidal i'm not suicide i used to be suicidal yeah yeah do you have a cut I, I, no, I never, 
I never cut. I cut once to try and impress an emo boy. Oh, I think you told me that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is even more sad what than we'll just do being for regular the sad. Sex. I know. Yeah, we're both like very uh, driven by love. Love. Yeah. But I found it. Did you? You did find I it. Did you find, find it. a great guy. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, when you're sad, do you ever find yourself taking baths and holding your breath for a long time under the water? I've done that before. Not anymore. That feels like childish to me now at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would. I'd There's do something that, like no. cinematic and like too. It's been done too much in movies where the female yeah. character is like, Just my husband isn't having sex with me the way that I want. And then she like goes underwater and you're like, what's going to happen? And she always comes up and she's like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> and also, I think they in movies when the woman does the holding breath underwater thing. She always has this gorgeous, like, tub. And in my yes, apartment, rich. it's pretty sad where I'm like, I notice, like, it's oh, never are those a tub shower combo. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, oh, I need to clean this out. I think my drain is clogged. Um, but when I was little, I remember I tried to, I was probably like, sitting my mom and sisters listen to this. So they do every week. Um, mostly, yeah. Wow. Hey, Matoski women. Yeah. Love so you. they might find this to be quite sad and depressing. I don't want them to be sad over this. You yeah, know Ellie's I mean? not sad. I'm not sad. Yeah. But She's when sad I was... enough to take antidepressants, but that's it. Yeah. I, and I think that's pretty healthy. That's, oh, I, I wonder I what if, percentage of people are on antidepressants these days. There's in so LA? In what, LA, I think 75%? Everyone, everyone should get a free month trial yeah. of antidepressants. But yeah, when I was little, I remember being like six or seven. I was living, or no, maybe I was like, yeah, seven. I was at my dad's house and I tried to like, um, like lay off the side of the bed so all the blood would rush to my head. That's how pure and innocent I was. I was like, oh, if all the blood just rushes to my head, eventually I will Although cease I... to exist. <laughs> and when really I just get a headache for the night and be like, yeah. why did I do that? Yeah. It's also Kinda like, like drinking alcohol. What? Kind of like drinking alcohol. Kind of like drinking That's alcohol. That's what happens to me. I'm just like, why did I do that? Now I have a headache. Yeah. Um, but then I think I grew out of being... Sad? Suicide. Not sad. Just suicidal. like suicidal. There you go. So if you're out there feeling suicidal, There's hope. you could grow out of it. Mm-hmm. You probably won't, but you might. There's, so don't yeah, do maybe. It. Yeah, yeah, when I was on college, I also got on antidepressants. And I didn't like it. My sister said like that I was either. a zombie. Yeah, it turned me into a little bit of a zombie, and it also made it so I had erectile dysfunction. Oh. Two things I didn't really, wasn't worth it. Yeah. Why did you get on them in college? Heartbreak. Mm. My first heartbreak, really yeah. sad, depressed. I would have panic attacks in class. Whoa. Finally, I called my dad because he's a doctor. Is your dad a doctor? Yeah. He's, what kind? he's an emergency room doctor, so he's not the type, it's not his job. This probably could get him in trouble, but he's retired anyway. So, oh, and he prescribed? He, he prescribed me the yeah. I have someone who will hook me up with prescriptions. I had a really bad sinus infection on a family trip to Hawaii. Like, miserable. And that's so annoying, being on this beautiful trip, being in Hawaii. My sisters and my mom were going horseback riding. I love horses. And my Hawaii sinus amazing. infection was so bad uh. that I couldn't even go. And so someone I know prescribed me some sinus medication. Game yeah, I've never abused it, and neither has yeah. he. My dad wouldn't. If I was like, hey, can you get me some medical-grade ketamine? Sure. Or could you get me morphine? He would never do it. Yeah. Or Oxycontin. I've but, asked him for that. Oh, really? Or Vicodin. That's what I want. I want yeah. some Vicodins. What are those blue... Uh, 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 it'll come to me. 
Blue Chew for peanut erectile dysfunction? No, my dad used to like be addicted to pills and he would take this one back pill that was called like, I think it was like a blue pill. That Turns what? out it was Viagra. I was like, my dad's addicted <laughs> he to just was popping him. Yeah. I know some guys who take him for fun. When I was in college, I had this friend. His name is Brett. I'll say his name. He would put on uh, sweatshorts and he would take a Viagra and then he would go to the strip club and try to come in his shorts. Wow. Yeah, off lap dances. He had like a game plan and he a, had a strategy. Game plan. He wore no underwear. Yeah, just the sweatshorts. Did he wear the sweatshorts because is it the kind of shorts where you can see the bulge? You could definitely see the bulge. I think he just wanted the thinnest amount of material between him and the strippers. So it was essentially like him getting fucked. Yeah, he wanted to feel close. Wow. But it still isn't. I mean, if you get if you have a dry hump with pants on, it's nice, but it's not. I love a dry hump. Good dry hump stash. Oh my god, I'm such a uh, sucker. Sign me up. Me and my current boyfriend, when like, when we, I think on our maybe third or fourth date, when I finally went back to his place, we could have boned, you know, sure. whatever. But I was like, I'm sick of just boning people right away. Yeah, I'll do the dry hump routine. Yeah, and we- I love it because it feels it feels pretty intimate because you're pretty much cosplaying sex, right? Oh, it's definitely intimate, and you could and you could feel their you can, their package. Yes. Like, does this guy have a big penis? And you also not can, have a big penis? you can tell what your like rhythm is together. Like if you have good chemistry, and then it makes the sex all built up. And exactly. I mean, it makes it so when you do have sex, the guy will ask for three minutes. Yeah. but it's still nice. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? I'm not coming. So if you're <laughs> gonna come in three minutes, like let's get it out. Of yeah, the way. let's knock that shit out. Yeah, I love a dry hump, but it's not the same. That's the thing about like dating and hookups and things like that like like that first dry hump i could try and dry hump him again it's not going to be the same once you've as already that. done it yeah you only get because it now i know bit. what the inside of dry humping is also i go back and forth with it because it's fun it keeps it exciting keeps yeah. it fresh but and i used to think that's oh, nice not to rush into it but and it makes me even like the girl more if we just dry hump the night and we don't have sex i'm mm-hmm. like i think i like this girl but then as soon as you have sex, you realize, do I like her or not? That's uh, when you really know. Yeah, I think girls are different in that sense. Maybe not all women. I hate to generalize. But I don't, I think, I think women are more like open to, like I used to sleep with someone who had a micro penis. But you don't orgasm. Yeah, but I also, like, I think even if I did, like, I would be able to do that job myself. What, and be was fine. it an actual micro penis or was it just a small penis? Because the micro penises are like really, really something. I mean, or it, not something. I should. Rather. I mean, it might not have necessarily been a micro penis, but it was probably the smallest it could be before it's classified as a micro penis. Wow. Like, did it still grow when he got horny? I think. Did you so. suck it? I. It's okay. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I forgot your mom. Your mom and sister. No, that I'm like totally fine with. I'm like, they can hear about the inside of my butthole and who's, (laughs) you know, licked it or whatever. But like, if I talk about depression stuff, I'm like, I'm fine. One time, uh, my very first girlfriend Mm -hmm. had giant labia lips. What do you, I'm curious what you would consider giant labia lips. I've been with several women now. About 30? I'm not going to say the name. The number anymore. It used to be 14. I'm not going to say the number. When I first but, met you. You know, I'd say more than the average guy. Okay. Not to brag. Okay. Not a slight, I think, you know, not triple digits or anything. 
But I also feel like you have Googled the average guy. I have. The average guy sexual partner, I believe, is uh, four to six or something, which sounds low to me. Yeah. But it's more. Uh, So. But that's because we know comics who hook up with anything. We know a lot of man horse. Yeah. We know. And I know real female horse, too. I know all the horse. But I've been with enough women to know that this girl of all the girls and happened to be the girl I lost my virginity to had giant labia lips. Whoa. But at the time, because I lost my virginity, I basically had porn and this girl's pussy. That's it. So in my head, I was like, maybe this is just what girls, this is what real girls' pussies look like. Yeah. like so I just liked it and didn't mind. But now looking back, she had a kind of gross, gross vagina. See, but that's bad. You're not supposed I'm to shaming, say that. I'm shaming. I'm body shaming her. She's not listening. Yeah. And they, also, they have corrective surgeries for it now. They do. It up. Yeah. yeah. So she, and she should get it. But I think like, sure, aesthetically. Yeah, just I don't think it's shaming because I think it's like, I think it's like, I probably to some people have a gross cooch, but also it's like, it gets the job done. Sure. Some guys are going to love it. So if you're a woman who's ashamed. Some by guys the size might like your, it more. Yeah. Some guys might be like, I love a girl with giant labia lips. Totally. I don't. You don't. That's yeah. not your preference. Yeah. That's why it's so funny when people are like, like super, super triggered people are like, oh, you don't like hooking up with, you know, whatever nationality or whatever. And it's like, I'm not saying fuck all those people. I'm just saying that's not what gets me off. Yeah. I like a girl with less body hair than a insert race with a lot of body hair here. I'm not going to say it. One time my sister, she still has this friend. And my sister was telling me one day, she's like, oh, yeah, my friend uh, has, like, a lot of back hair. Like, she has, like, a lot of back hair. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, whoa. You think she probably doesn't know because that's a fixable thing. You can go get waxed. You can go get laser. Totally. But they were yeah. in, like, middle school. So oh, you're not at, like, yeah. the place you're where you're about that. waxing your back hair. Right. So she just told me, she's like, oh, yeah, I saw my friend's, like, back hair. And, like, it was crazy. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, that is crazy. She didn't tell me who it was, I don't think. She just said, like, my friend has a lot of back hair. Then one day, her friend's over at our house having dinner. And I was like, oh, remember your friend who has a lot of back hair? And her friend was at the dinner table. My sister, like, kicked me so hard under the table. And I didn't realize it until she kicked me. And I was like... And that just makes it more awkward. So Because, awkward. like, the move, if you had that, if she was quicker on her feet, yeah. is to go, oh, yeah, it's Becky from, like, just yeah. pick someone else. Yeah. She has so much back hair, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Those moments. I feel like, I don't know this, but I feel like from knowing you, you have a lot of those kind of moments. I used to. I yeah. used to have a lot of those moments, which I think personally, like, this is why, not why I'm on antidepressants, but <laughs> I think there's something about uh, shame where the more that you feel like you're, like, I remember, like, like when I was little, this is becoming like a kind of like a unlicensed therapy session. Can't help it, I guess. Can't help it. Um, I think I used to do it a lot when I was younger, a lot of foot in the mouth moments where I was like, why did I say that? Just always kind of like crossing the line. Mm-hmm. And then I think <laughs> I always had this idea like growing up, oh, guys wouldn't like me if I was outspoken or if I said too much. And so I think I just like slowly started like minimizing my thoughts and less like, is more sometimes. Less is more. But now I feel like, oh, well, who cares? 
Yeah, now you just gotta be. Last night I said something. I saw him in. We're in Philly, mm-hmm. and I was hanging out with a friend and her friend at a bar. And Philly is a. Would you say predominantly black city or just diverse? No, I think there's a lot of black people. There's a lot of white people. I heard yeah. that it's very segregated here. It's a pretty as far as cities in America goes. It's a one of the blacker cities. Maybe where you were hanging out at. Yeah, I, I haven't walked around too much. I haven't seen. I've only seen white people. All my Uber drivers Asian have been black people. people. I I had a, a a Dominican or Republican Uber driver last night, and I was speaking poquito español with her. Oh wow! I didn't know you spoke uh, I, poquito español. I speak poquito español, but every time I always kind of make this mistake of when my Uber driver speaks Spanish more than they speak English. I'll say like, oh, like. I speak a little bit of Spanish. And then they think you speak more than you do. Yeah, they're like, oh, your Spanish is great. Because I'll put on like an accent. And then they're like, oh, never mind. You're and like, then I'm like, mind. no entiendo, no entiendo. So I'm at this bar with these girls. And sh- they're showing me a picture of their friend. And I make the, the classic racist joke like, oh, I bet black guys would love her. Is, and which Was I, she a thick blonde girl? She was like a, a thick, she was brunette. But yeah, she was just, she was a real thicky. And, uh... And the one girl goes, you're in Philadelphia. You can't say that. I date black guys. And I'm like, oh, me too. I date black guys. Yeah, it's fine. But also, why couldn't couldn't you say that regardless of you being in Philadelphia? Maybe she just got offended easily. But in my head, I was like, I guess I can't make it. It's a weird thing to geographic. You can say that in Alabama. You can say that in L.A. In Philadelphia, you can't say that. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Interesting. And then I had to convince her I was gay and like black guys. After it, did she believe she you? Mad. I don't think so, but I tried. Yeah. I gave it a good hurrah. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about giant labia lips. Yeah, not to be ashamed. Did you watch Chappelle's special? I watched. I'm halfway through it, and okay. I've heard a decent amount of people said they didn't like it. Uh-huh. I liked it so far. I'm halfway through, okay. and I like it. I think it's poignant. He, I laughed a few times. It's not like punchline, punchline, punchline. But it's funny, it's poignant, it's Chappelle, it's opinionated. I like it. I always feel stupid trying to, um, like, give any sort of commentary on someone like Chappelle's special. <laughs> like, as if I know anything. But you do. You're a comedian. You watch a lot of comedy. But you it's do just comedy. an observer. You can have an opinion. Yeah. yeah. I, the, there were some jokes in the beginning that... I was like, really? You're going to do that? Like, the COVID joke about, like, Asian... Like, what was it? It was like... I don't know. There was some joke about how... Should I answer this? Let's sure. Speaker. Hello? We are calling because you should have received several notifications in the mail about your car's extended warranty. Damn. Um, he, had, he had a whole chunk There was some joke about COVID. Oh, about where, how uh, black people beat up Asians? Yes, yes. In I his ju- body? Yeah. I liked it. Really? You didn't like it? Did you I think thought, it was hacky? Or what yes, I thought it was so corny. I haven't heard anyone make that joke. I don't know. I was yeah. like, mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like he was just getting the COVID stuff out of the way. I he guess. Had, had to address it. Yeah. Um, I will say, and I'm okay with this. I think he's earned it. But I will say, like, he's killing in the room. If he wasn't Dave Chappelle, he wouldn't be killing with that special. That's why it's hard with... And I think that's okay sometimes. Like you, you earn you the earn, right to you earn the say wave what you of, want. Yeah. yeah, 
But I do think if it was a complete unknown doing that exact same hour with the same stories and the same point, it wouldn't consistently kill. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked it. But maybe I'm I like maybe I'm such a fan of Chappelle that I kind of give him a give him more leeway. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I didn't grow up having Chappelle be one of my big influences. And so for me, I can look at it more mm-hmm. unobjectively. Right? You, what was Chappelle show you didn't grow up watching? I did, but I was young, so it never like really hit me. You should the rewatch way. it. It's great. I mean, I have yeah. rewatched oh, yeah. it. It's good, but like, I like Cat Williams more. I'll say this: his special, even though I'm saying I liked it, I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Not it's not a rewatch. Like, you got to hear this bit, the new Chappelle bit. Yeah, it didn't have any of those so far because his la- the last Chappelle bit. That to me, I was telling people about mm. was his Louis C.K. bit, where he was ta- he's in the belly room, uh huh, and he's oh that was the, so long. The bit was long. No, the special. I don't even remember the length of it, but the essential the essential part of the bit was uh, he was on the he was on the phone and he's like, "Bitch, hang up the phone." Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. It's similar to the joke that. Uh, that he thinks the feminist movement should be run by a man. Oh, you, have you not gotten to that part yet? Oh, yeah. it's funny. Whoops. Spoiler. Yeah, but I know he's pissing off a lot of the LGBTQ and trans people yeah. with this special, and I'm I'm all I'm all about pissing people off. So that makes me like it more too. You are quite the edge lord. Yeah, but I was also talking to some people. I mean, that's the thing. That's why you can't, like, generalize because it's, like, I know some queer folks who I talk to who are, like, I thought it was funny. I think most people, I think most I just think it's hard to take the perspective. I mean, it's hard to take the point of, I don't think there's anything wrong with this special. And I think everything he said was great because if you take that stance, then you will also get dragged into the Chappelle's this and that. But you don't have the success of Chappelle. So right. you can't be like, whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. You know? Uh, I'll get canceled for something. Just for accepted sure. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you been like micro canceled? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Been micro canceled. But those are fun. Those are fun. I mean, not in the moment. In the True. moment, they feel They're real. They're fun the next day. Well, yeah. yeah. When you're telling people about it, you're like, oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, getting death, death threats is not fun in the moment. No, it yeah. feels very real. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, these people aren't going to do anything. But I was, I'm trying to make a joke about it where it's like everyone, everyone who tries to like cancel people sounds like a five-year-old. Because you know how five-year-olds, they have no filter. They'll like see a fat person and be like, you're fat. I'm telling mom what you said. Yeah. They're, I'm telling they're the like, teacher. This is what it is. They go, um, they're like, they're like, I don't like what you said. It was insensitive and mean. And I think you're a dumb, stupid bitch who deserves to die. And I'm like, well, I find <laughs> that comment. Apologize. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I find that comment to be insensitive and mean. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, you did it first. I don't like what you said first. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not That's touching true. you. Yeah. You should try that. On I tried it the other night. Didn't knock out well. That's because you. You know, you got to keep trying it. I know. Give it a few chances. My set has been so inconsistent on this tour. Well, I wanted to... Have you already talked about it on the pod? Because I... It sounds scary to me, what you're doing. 
It is scary. Because you're going, the crowd doesn't know there's going to be stand-up, mm-hmm. right? It's a sh- music show. Unless people know who I am. Right, some people do. Yeah, yeah, some people do. But that's maybe do. like 10 people in right, the audience right, right. of... Most of this crowd one. assumes they're going to a concert and there's probably going to be an opening band. Mm-hmm. Then you come out. So do they announce it uh, no. over the PA? So you come out cold. Yes. Yeah, so, is there a voice of God? How does it work? So the first show we did, so I was also worried about this, but I was like, this is too cool of an opportunity sure. to say no to of because course. I'm afraid. And if I bomb, who cares? It'll be a great story. Yeah. Um. Hopefully. But the first show we did was in Portland, Maine. And I was like, they were like, do you need anything? I was like, do you guys have a stool? Basically, you're touring terrifies me from an outside perspective yeah because the crowd doesn't know that there's going to be comedy yeah they're going to a music show they think there's gonna be a music opener you walk out i would imagine even when you walk out they either think you're gonna bring up a music opener or you yourself are gonna do music i know sometimes i wonder if they think i'm about to like give the house rules where i'm like hey guys that's that's what i would if i was in the crowd and some girl walked out solo i'd be like okay she's about to announce announce something yeah yeah yeah. or or thank people yeah you know what i mean so the first show we did i was worried about this too and i also was like and you're on tall music stages yeah and the crowd is standing right yeah yeah they're standing they're looking up at me they don't know who i am right and before going into this i was like i was so nervous because i was like is saint vincent's audience gonna hate me because i'm not like alternative enough or like you're pretty alternative you think so yeah i think think that's the thing you have going on your side you're a girl you're alternative yeah i don't know i'd get so in my head because of like Mm -hmm. doing stuff with rogan i feel like in the la scene that's like not right in the la scene or like in the l scene in the la comedy scene i think you're both but but i to them saint vincent i think you'd be alternative yeah so i was nervous that I was going to get like tomatoes thrown at me and get heckled constantly and whatever. But I was like, I want to do this. So I'm willing to take that chance. So the first show we did was in Portland, Maine. And uh, and they didn't have a stool. I was like, is there a stool anywhere? Like, it's almost like I don't even use it. I don't. Yeah, but you I feel put naked my phone with that on it, But I'm like, that's kind of my like security blanket. Yes. Yeah, fun to lean on. Lean on. If I'm getting a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like the little, yeah. it's nice having it there. Yeah. Feels like a friend. You're used to it too. Yeah. Every comic club has a stool. I like having a yeah, stool. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, oh, do you want the sound guy to like announce you before you go on stage? And I was thinking about it. I was like, it would be nice to kind of have an intro. Yeah, I think that's better. But you know how sometimes like sound guys at comedy clubs or just anywhere, they either have zero energy and they're like, all right, guys, give it up for Ali Mikofsky. And they either butcher your name or they take too long or they bring the energy down. They Uh make it weird. Or they all of a sudden think it's an open mic and they're like, who's ready to fuck Chuck and Buck? You know? So I was like, you know what? I'll just go on. Because as soon as they see someone walking on, they're going to cheer no matter what. Right. Because they're like, okay, we're getting closer. Right. So... I just decided to go on cold, and so I've been doing that wow. ever since. Okay. Yeah, or another people, thing people do is they do their own voice of God. Who's ready oh. to get the show started? I'm not saying you should do that. Yeah, And then they're like, give met. it up for Ali Mikowski, and then Ali Mikowski walks in. And I'm in. like, hey, it's yeah, my Yeah, it's voice. always funny to see that from the, you know, from behind the scenes. Yeah. But, 
No, I don't know. It works pretty well just doing it cold. I'm curious what, if anyone has been at these shows who didn't know me before, I'm curious what they think. Like so, what thoughts go on in their head? Do you, but tell me a little. So do you, when you go out there, do you say, hey, my name's Alan Kofsky. I'm going to do some stand-up before the no. show. You just go into your act. Kind of. I'll be yeah. like, hey, like, what's up, Philadelphia? How are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, uh, make some noise. St. Vincent is here. Because normally they'll, like, clap, but it won't be that loud. Right. And I'm like, St. Vincent is here. She can hear you. I like that. Like, at comedy clubs, I've heard people do that. Yeah. And it gets people going. Totally. When they know that she's yeah, there. Yeah, the Obama's in the house. Make some noise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they get excited. Yeah. So I'm like, St. Vincent's here. Make some noise. They go crazy. And I'm like, but of course, make some noise for me one more time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, uh, and then I just kind of go into it. Yeah, I'm like, it's good to be in Philly. You guys are all fat from those Philly cheesesteaks. Whatever, you know. Like, I I'm imagine there's myself. some shows that are better than others. 100%. Like, like all, every 100%. show, I guess. But, but I think in comedy so. clubs, like. At comedy clubs, when I'm headlining, it feels more consistent. Right. Or like I at least like. I would would imagine it to be more consistent at a comedy club. This one can feel really like, like I never. And are some of these are a lot of most of these are outdoor venues. Yeah. And they're all ages. So I'm talking about like my pussy in front of like 12 year olds. That's cool. Which is funny. There was this little kid named Cash in Nashville. He was like standing in the very front with his parents. And I was just like. It was an easy bit because I was not, it didn't feel like I was doing well in Nashville. So it was an easy bit to be like, what do you think about that one, Cash? Yeah. After telling a joke about right. like trying anal for the first time. Right. Everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. And then do you bring out the band? Or do no. you just, you say, thank you, that, thank you guys, I'm Ali yeah. Lukowski. Yeah, be like. You get off and then there's a little intermission. Yeah. Then there's like 15 minutes turnover time. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's then fun. do you, after the shows. Do you guys instantly go to the bus? No. And chill? Or do you go meet the crowd? Like, no. What's your, no. Because of COVID, like, we're doing everything, like, very safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, when they did a show in LA, there was, like, a back lounge area where, like, their close friends and stuff who were at the show, like, could all kind of hang out. Um, so, I think when we're... Certain cities. In Tennessee, there were some people who were there after the show. There were maybe, like, six people who were, like... But we all meet like outdoors. Right. In New York, we'll probably do that too. I just. Tomorrow, did... I'm going to be at Radio City Music Hall. Oh, whoa. That's I'm cool. so scared. You're doing stand up at Radio City Music I had Hall. That's so pretty much cool. anxiety last you night. You should film it. You think so? Yeah. Even if you don't post a clip or anything, yeah. just to have a yeah. tape of you doing stand up at Radio City Music <sighs> Hall would be cool for the memory book. And it's so scary because it's like these shows, I feel like. I mean, it's funny because I'll think I did terrible and then I'll get at least one message of someone being like, that was so funny. Like, you had me dying out there. Maybe they actually meant that they were dying, but like. <laughs> yeah, that's the interesting thing. You'll do a show and you'll feel great and you'll get one message saying, I hope you die. And oh, yeah, one on my birthday. saying, you're, you're my favorite comedian I've ever seen. So yeah, on just... my birthday, I was in Pittsburgh and I thought I did well. I had fun. Yeah. And then that was the only time on this tour that I've gotten anything negative it was one girl being like you should die you're probably jealous yeah i think i think there's something i know how i used to worship and idolize musicians so i can imagine if someone gets the chance to open for that person you're like 
fuck you. Yeah. No one deserves to set foot on the stage as my queen. Yeah, she's got a mental issue. She should be on the antidepressants. Totally. I did a show. She told me I should go to therapy, not perform for St. Vincent. She said, instead of talking about things on stage, you need therapy. Instead of opening. So she's like half right. But she's mind your own business, lady. Yeah, totally. I'm like both of us. We We, can do a couple. So I did a show uh, two days ago in Wilmington, which is 30 minutes from here in Philly. And it was the first show I ever did where the audience or signs of were is supposed to wear their masks mm-hmm. while they're sitting down mm-hmm. in the theater. And I was terrified. I was like, this is going to be horrible. No one's going to laugh. It was totally fine. Yeah. But for the first time in my set, I was trying to convince everyone to take off their masks. That's I convinced funny. about half the crowd. Really? To do it. Yeah. I bet the venue hated you. Oh, yeah. But I thought to myself. They're not going to arrest me. It's our show. If they do arrest me, that'd be badass to get arrested for yeah. that. And I'm not getting booked here anyway. It's mm-hmm. a theater. There's no booker. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I have nothing to lose by doing this. Yeah. It'll be, and I was like, it'll be funny. And they liked it. That's great. Yeah. That and they fun. probably like were happy to get permission mm-hmm. to take it off. Yeah, yeah. The ones who want to take it off were happy. Yeah. And some people are too scared and that's fine. They can leave it on. Yeah. I'm so hungry. What do you want to get? Philly cheesesteaks? I want to get a Philly cheesesteak. But I I heard a lot of stuff is closed on Monday and Tuesdays here. Uh, the Uber driver on the way here, shit. I think I have it in my history, but he told me about this place that has 40 different restaurants. Wow. And he said it's really good. I guess the spot in Philly for Philly cheesesteaks, I guess it's like the spot is Angelo's. We should have gotten Philly cheesesteaks and ate them on the podcast. I know. Oh, well. Well, I think I'm going to take the camera with us wherever okay. we go. And the end of the podcast will almost be like a us vlog. Eating. Okay. Just kind of us going to the Liberty Bell, maybe. Yeah, okay. Food. Let's go Liberty Bell. Get some food, whether that be Philly cheesesteaks or some other Philadelphia yeah. food. And I think they're famous for their breakfast rolls. Breakfast sandwiches, too. I want I want meat and cheese right, on it. a cheesesteak. Yeah, I'll go on the flight. Should we just send the pod here? over the flight. Uh... I think we've, we've gone a decent amount of time, probably 30 or 40. Yeah. We could end it and then add the vlog portion. I'm going to see if I have any ads. Oh, yeah. Check the ad tracker. Ad tracker. Could do some good ads. Oh, my God. It was so embarrassing. On the last episode of the podcast, I was talking about uh, how I went on a date with this guy a while ago, not during my boyfriend. But, uh-huh. Uh What's the date today? 11th, so this will come out on the 13th. Why isn't this? Oh, no, no ads. I was talking about how I went on... I was telling a story about a date with this guy, and there's just kind of like some dead air, and I was like, just doing, cutting, whatever. Going on your phone, yeah. Going on my phone, and I was like, oh, like, Giorgio, can we cut that out? And he didn't cut it out. he didn't cut it out. So it was on the episode. And it was on the episode, and someone was like... It was just so embarrassing because it wasn't like, I don't care if it's like me just dead air or whatever, but I was like talking about this guy and I was like explaining to Giorgio how I wanted it edited. And so people are like watching me while I'm like talking to Giorgio through the camera being like, hey, Giorgio, yeah, can you just cut that out? They probably liked it though. I don't know. It felt like to me personally, I was like, this is so embarrassing. I don't like the way that I sounded at that part. It's kind of like when you say someone, like if someone's in the room and you're on your phone, as it's around you, and you think they're still in the room, but there's actually someone else in the room. So then you say something to someone as if it's your friend, then you look up and it's a stranger. And then you just feel really embarrassed for yeah. whatever reason. That doesn't happen to me too often. 
<laughs> Not in too many rooms where people are coming in and out. Yeah. All the embarrassing moments are fun. Are you going on more dates with Theo? I'm doing Minneapolis with him next week. Fun. And I have a feeling he'll ask me to do some others, but that's the only ones right now. That's the only date I have in the books. That's fun. Yeah. And then I'm doing uh, Portland, Oregon with Mark Norman. Go to those shows. He was just in Nashville when I was there. Yes, he was in Nashville. He did Theo's pod. And then I'm doing San Diego with Adam Ray and with Chelsea Lynn at the Laugh Factory. Fun. You love Chelsea. I love Chelsea. Yeah. And she's not like a traditional stand-up, but it's a great show. Yeah. I want to go see at the Laugh Factory. In San, in San Diego. But I'm sure she'll do an LA show soon. Yeah, I want to see the show because it always looks so... Like, she has that intro video where it looks like she's, like... She's just so talented and fun that you're having a good time. Yeah. Like, I've, yeah, you're going to have a good time, for sure. Mm. Um, com. Follow me on social media. I uh, DM everybody back eventually. And I love you. I love you too. Love you too. Thanks for doing my podcast last minute. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be the first guest that's been on twice, even yeah. if it's because we're in the same city. It's still a cool honor. I'm glad too. It wasn't how I planned it, but it's what I yeah, needed. Yeah, in your head it was going to be uh, Riley Hawk on for a second time, but instead you got me. <laughs> instead it was you. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm going to be on the road with St. Vincent for like another week. Oh, it's ending in a week? Yeah. Are on you the excited? 20th. Is it like a, even though you're having a good time, it's kind of like relieved that it's coming Yeah, probably. It's one of those things that's bittersweet. It's like I've had so much fun and I wish I could do this forever. But at the same time, it's hard to work on my material mm-hmm. in that setting. Totally. I feel like there's a growth limit. Yeah. Um, but it's also like the the band is so fun. Like I'm on the bus with the band, uh, and Annie, the lead person, Saint Vincent, she's the coolest person. Like I'm so glad I got to meet her and yeah, get to know awesome. her because I like, I just adore her and like everyone in the band is so cool. It's just been a great experience, and it was also good because I wasn't really doing anything these last two months anyways. So mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah, it was perfect. I would have just been at home. Made a little money, got to go on the road, money. do yeah. some stand up, make Maybe some new get fans. like three new fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun. AllieMikowski.com slash shows. Subscribe, leave a comment, leave an Apple podcast review, and she'll read yeah, it. Yeah, I wonder if I got any because I mentioned that, but I don't know if anyone's done it. There's this site called, this, I don't know if it's relevant to the audience, but there's a site called Chartable. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. You, Add your own podcast to Chartable, you'll get a weekly report of of the new reviews. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. So every week I get an email from Chartable saying, here are your new reviews. Oh, that's cool. Good or bad. Let's see. How do I go to... Oh, okay. Resting bitch. More. Okay. Wait. Oh, here we go. Shouldn't it be... Do you know how to do it? I, I ordered an iPhone. I'm getting an iPhone. Switching. <gasps> I'm going to the dark side. Yes. But as of right now, I don't. I have an Android phone. God, thank God you're getting an iPhone. I'm okay, really here we dreading. Go. I'm really dreading getting group text, FaceTime, people FaceTiming me. Yeah. 
And carrying around an extra iPhone charger. You can leave yourself out of group text. Just permanently? You can remove yourself, yeah. Yeah, but I just don't even... I like now that no one wants to include me in group text. That's something I really enjoy. DJ Jake the Snake said, Solid Pot really broke out of her shell on Rogan. Not sure how she manages to keep it interesting every episode, but she does. That was like... It seems like he almost was like, she doesn't, but I guess she does. Yeah, that was thank you, I think. Thank you, DJ Jake the Snake. Oh, and the title of their review said, decent enough for me. (laughs) Which truly is like the essence. That's like a little, he's trying to be funny. And it's funny, you know, he's like, I'm going to give her not a real compliment. I feel like it's also pretty accurate. It's like some people, they have a full studio, they have lights and all that. I appreciate you listening. Yeah, I appreciate you listening. And then the rest I've already read. All right, one new review. Leave some more, guys. I know there's thousands of people listening right now. Do your part. Do your fucking part. Don't be a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go get some cheesesteaks. Let's go get it. Bye. Thanks for listening. Okay, food review, Philly cheesesteak review with Ari. Best I've ever had, personally. Ari says it's the best he's ever had. I thought it was fine. It was good. I'm definitely going to have a nasty poo-poo after, which is a good sign. But uh, I I really wish that I could have gone to Angelo's. Why can't you? Because they're closed next time, Philly.